Tobacco maker R.J. Reynolds has sued the state of California for barring the company from selling its new non-menthol cigarettes. California says they violate the state's flavor ban. It's a case to keep an eye on because the industry's response to the California flavor ban could foreshadow what's to come if the FDA announces a national ban on menthol cigarettes, which it's expected to later this year. This is Pulse Check. I'm Katherine Ellen Foley. The Food and Drug Administration has finalized a rule lifting restrictions on blood donations from some men who have sex with men. Men in monogamous same-sex relationships will be able to donate blood. All men in same-sex relationships had to abstain from any intercourse for three months prior to donating blood. Here's what some of our reporters are keeping an eye on this week. On Tuesday, the House Energy and Commerce Oversight and Investigation Subcommittee is holding a hearing on protecting critical infrastructure like hospitals from cyber attacks. And on Thursday, the FDA is convening two meetings of its expert advisors. The agency's Tobacco Advisory Committee will meet for the first time in more than three years to discuss a proposed rule standardizing product manufacturing. And the agency's Vaccine Advisory Committee will discuss Pfizer's bid for an RSV vaccine administered to pregnant individuals to give their newborns protection against the respiratory virus. And House Republicans are pushing for increased oversight over the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation amidst mounting drug pricing concerns over a new experiment by the agency. Robert King is here to explain. Thanks for having me. Give us a quick refresher here. What exactly is CMMI's role in federal health care? So CMMI was created under the Affordable Care Act to test changes to the payment and service delivery models. A good example is sometimes there's changes to how providers might be paid by Medicare or how changes to delivery of care. And the goal is to test these changes through these voluntary or mandatory models and then take the results nationwide if they're successful and make them permanent. Yeah, so it's like a test run before implementing a huge national policy. Yes. So what is CMMI's latest proposal then? And why does it have House Republicans calling for tighter control over the center? Sure. So CMMI earlier this year proposed three different models to lower drug prices. And one of those models would essentially slash Medicare reimbursements for drugs that were cleared under the FDA's accelerated approval program. And this kind of drew pushback from Republicans because they were worried that the model is going to impact innovation and impact investments for these accelerated approval drugs, because if reimbursement from Medicare is in doubt for these products, then that could impact whether or not they get developed, at least according to several Republicans. We've seen a lot of discussion around the FDA's accelerated approval pathway. Can you talk about what that does, like how that's different from traditional approval? Accelerated approval pathway is designated for drugs that address an unmet need or for which there isn't any treatment. And it enables the approval of a drug based on a surrogate endpoint and not a primary endpoint. So a primary endpoint is the clinical benefit of a drug, like if it extends your life. Uh, but a surrogate endpoint could be, for example, a cancer drug if it shrinks a tumor. The company hasn't fully proven that the drug will extend 
your life. But we know that, you know, shrinking tumors is usually leads to that. So essentially, these drugs get approved by the FDA faster, but the drug makers still have to conduct a confirmatory clinical trial after they reach the market to kind of give some more evidence on its clinical benefit. Yeah, and I think that has come up a lot in my reporting looking at some of the new Alzheimer's drugs that have received accelerated approval and CMS has said they're going to limit coverage for this class of drugs in particular. Was that something that came up in your reporting at all out of curiosity? That caused a lot of controversy and a lot of pushback from Alzheimer's patient advocacy groups, some of which were featured in this hearing by a House Ways and Means subcommittee earlier this week. And there's a lot of concern because CMS decided they will have Medicare cover this new class of Alzheimer's drugs, but only if a beneficiary is in a qualifying clinical trial. And there are some concerns from the agency over the effectiveness of the these treatments, as well as the high cost. So that's obviously created a new point of tension with patient advocates and also some Republicans. So do we think that Republicans are going to get their way? Are they going to succeed in getting more control over CMMI? Or where are we moving forward? So Vern Buchanan spoke with me after the hearing last week, and he said that he wants to explore legislation on this issue. That could be a tough ask to get through Congress and be signed by President Biden. The more likelier route, I think, is that Republicans could exert more pressure on CMMI to either change the proposed accelerated approval model or even possibly scrap it altogether. This has happened before with other payment models. You mentioned that if there's legislation moving forward, it might not make it to Biden's desk. How do Democrats feel about CMMI? So Democrats are largely more supportive of the center because it was created under the ACA and because they're more supportive in general of the Biden administration's policies. I will say, though, that there has been some rumblings among Democrats on how CMMI has conducted its model development in the past. There was a bipartisan letter that included some Democrats on it, obviously, back in 2021 that called for more transparency from CMMI on how they develop models. So don't expect legislation to still be taken up in the Senate, even if it does pass the House. But Democrats, there are some concerns among Democratic lawmakers on how CMMI is run. They might not be kind of major defenders of the center. Well, thank you so much for breaking all of that down for us, Robert. Thanks so much. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah and Annie Reese are our producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. There's Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. 